Hey everybody, it's Aldo Gandhi, and I just want to let you know really quickly that our swag shop is reopened. DeepDishTees.com is where you go, and that's tees with T-E-E-S. Clever name, guys. They're the new home of our merchandise. You can get t-shirts, you can get caps, you can get coffee mugs, you can get hoodies, you can get all sorts of good stuff, and you'll help out the bar room with the purchase. So head over to DeepDishTees.com. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Barflies, welcome to another episode of the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's live, it's done by Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. Good morning, everybody. Ryan Badgley back with you on the Barfly Tailgate Show, joined by my man Aaron Current, AC in the place to be. What is up, Aaron Current? How you doing, brother? What's going on, brother? Man, uh, I- I'm doing well. Um, give you a little Kentucky football update. First of all, um, I know you're a big Syracuse fan. Uh, Taj Harris, I believe it is, just uh, committed yep. last night. So he'll be uh, joining the fray next next year. But, uh, man, we had we had a letdown last night. Uh, at one point, this team was 6-0. and I mean, we were going into Georgia. We had a feeling we were going to lose that one. But we were – I mean, our thoughts were high. You know, we were like, man, if we can just – I mean, if we, if we finish 11-1 and one and our only loss is to the best team in the country, who knows what might happen. And then right. since then, it's just started falling apart, man. We lost to um, Mississippi State, got embarrassed, actually. And then we had a bye week. No, we had a bye week before Mississippi State. And then last night we played Tennessee. And, uh, man, Tennessee's offense is insane. I mean, they scored – we held the ball for almost 50 minutes of the game and lost 45 wow, to 42. Dude. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I put up our stats on, on, on a Facebook post. I don't care if y'all want to hear about it or not. I'm going to talk about it because it, <laughs> it bugged the shit out of me. See if I can find my status here. Because uh, as soon as I saw the – so we absolutely dominated the time of possession. Had 42 points. We tied the turnover battle. Both teams had one turnover. We punted zero times 
and we lost the oh game. My God. Like <laughs> those those stats just don't add up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so it was a tough loss, but uh, we got <clears throat> I think Vandy. New Mexico State, and we finished off the season against Louisville. So hopefully we can get a nice little three three game with excuse me three game win streak in a in a decent bowl. Uh, yeah, man, I, I I hate to say you know I, I I go to you know Q season ticket holder just like you are Kentucky. I was relieved to not have to deal with any Syracuse games yesterday, um, <laughs> even though they've won two in a row. Um, you know, it was great to see them last uh, – was it last week? Yeah, last week in the Dome um, really put a full game together. And I'm going to say this, Sean Tucker uh, not only should be the possible ACC player of the year, but if he's not in the Heisman talk, he 150% should be because I am going to guarantee – that he breaks a, I don't know, over 40-year-old rushing record at SU this season. Wow. Uh, I think he will break the season-leading rushing record probably within the next two games. Um, so when he goes into that last game, he's just going to be padding that total. Um, right. This guy is, you know, Garrett Strader, the quarterback there, um, you know, throws the ball well at times. At other times, you're like, what in the hell? Um, but Sean Tucker really is that entire Syracuse offense. Um, and, you know, they've got a few, three games left here um, as well. I, I couldn't tell you who they are uh, <laughs> against because, you know, I'm I'm focused on Bears and Bulls. So, yeah, uh, you brought up the stats uh, of your the Kentucky game last night and and talking about how Kentucky Kentucky didn't punt. And that's I, I wanted to piggyback off of that and talk about the San Francisco 49ers last week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think they punted. And if they did, maybe it was late in the game, if I remember correctly. I, I don't think I, they punted. I don't think they did either. Um, man, yeah, that, that game, it was difficult. It was like a roller coaster ride. Uh I felt great that we we were able to see Justin Fields kind of. The, no, there's no argument he, that was the best game he's had of his of his young career, um, and it just so happened to be without our head coach on the sideline. But uh, I think that was a big part of it. And uh, yeah, I, I can't remember if they had punted or not. Uh, with as far as the 49ers, I posted a tweet right after the game that said. Uh, you know, Justin Fields did everything he could to win this ball game. Unfortunately, so did Jimmy G. And uh, as Bears fans, we're not used to seeing our defense just kind of – our defense be the reason we lost. You know, we're used to defense holding, you know, holding their own in the in the uh, offense not, um, not, not doing too well. Uh, I'm not sure if you're having technical difficulties or something or – no, I'm here, man. I, I was just <laughs> going to pull up the stats from last week. Um, you know, just just because, um, you know, the the thing that, that didn't sit well with me last week, um, defensively, you know, we talk about Eddie Jackson, it seems like, week over mm -hmm. week, um, you know, and just how he's not the same player that he was uh, you know, after 2018, I mean, 19 wasn't awful, 
but right. it certainly wasn't the 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 eighteen. It's really seventeen and eighteen season is is really the way to look at it because mm-hmm. that final year with Fox, he had a great year as well. The fact that you know he left the field to me, I thought on the back end we would be much better uh, having DHC. Um, take that spot, but they put Tease Tabor there and left DHC in as more of like that fifth cornerback when the Niners would spread it out a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, not that Tabor played awful, but, you know, he had the chance for a pick early on, went through his hands. I mean, you know, the guy hasn't seen the field, I don't think, all season. If he has, it's very minimal. I don't think he's played Um, since Detroit drafted him. Um, He could be. Um, but then, you know, I mean, the corner play, too, uh, you know, Jalen Johnson was all right, but Kendall Vildor, this is a guy who I was very high on. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him at the Senior Bowl. He performed very well there. Last season, when he came in late, he got the chance to start. He made some good plays. Throughout the preseason, you, you saw the, you know, the beat reporters talking about him as well. And I thought, man, you know, I'm not really concerned going into this season without, you know, somebody uh, of a, a more established, you know, more established veteran that would make that much of a difference. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've been very disappointed. I mean, I feel like I was beating the drum for Vildor to be the other starter. And it, it hasn't been what I thought it would be on that back end. Obviously, AC, you know, we we talk about Khalil Mack, too. And there's times, you know, in a season where he's not making the impact play, getting the sack, but Mm -hmm. he's doing other things to make an impact, helping in the run game. Uh, You know, at at the very least, he gets right. He gets more attention from the you know, they have to scheme toward him. So at the very least. Uh, you're going to have a mismatch somewhere else on the defense. And yeah, we did not have that last week, obviously. Yeah, and, and no, no pressure on Jimmy G. Um, no sacks. You know, he was able to run pretty easily. Mm. And, you know, to me, I, I mean, I, you know, obviously you're playing with your, you know, you're not top competitors, but that's an excuse. You still have to find ways to go out and win. Yeah. And, these guys, I mean, Justin Fields, you know, people are saying he had his best day as a pro. He definitely looked a million times more comfortable this yeah. past week than he's looked all season. But that was a game that I would have hoped you would have seen him take it over, not only with his legs, but with his arm as well. And you just didn't see it from him. Um, I don't, you know. Could play calling affect that? Yes, it could. Obviously, uh, no Matt Nagy there. Um, I know a lot was made of that, um, you know, throughout social media and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Look, guys, Matt Nagy, and and I'm one of the guys who, you know, the last time I was on the show, I tried to change my tune and support the guy, and it didn't work. So. Yeah. Matt Nagy needs to fucking go. That's the bottom line. This guy is not a head coach. He's not an offensive coordinator. He doesn't develop a quarterback in any way, shape, or form. Um, And you can see, you saw last week with him not there, how much more relaxed, how much Mm -hmm. freer Justin Fields was. Well, 
Guys in the front office, from George McCaskey to Ted Phillips to Ryan Pace and right to everybody else, the chair, the people on the board of the Chicago Bears, get your fucking heads out of your asses. Make a decision now because what's going to happen is you're going to go on another six game losing streak, right? Well, I'll speaking tell you on that, speaking on that, man, I was listening to some of Buffon Fifty Five before I got on here to try and uh, try and help with my show prep. Um, Shout out John Buffone, but um, he was talking about, you know, looking at the schedule, uh, we've lost a couple in a row, right? And then uh, we've got Pittsburgh now. If we lose this one, then we got a bye week. Then we got Baltimore. We all know we're losing that one. And then we play, I think, the Lions on Thanksgiving. If we somehow find a way to piss down our leg that week and lose that one, then we've got – Arizona and Green Bay after that. So it could be in yep. like an eight game losing streak. And uh it's I I I, I know I'm a ne- negative I'm a naggy negative guy. Oh, <laughs> lost my headphone. Hang on. Uh I know I'm a negative naggy guy, but there's a reason for it. This yeah. guy is in over his head. I mm-hmm. Chris Watts, I know, bro. I Chris Watts just shared right here. They won't change a coach till after the season. You know what, guys? It hasn't worked up till this point wait until the end of the season to to fire a coach stop it it needs to change now it's 2021 the ways of 1921 don't fucking work anymore well i think a report came out and said they were already looking into uh some of the coaching candidates for next season so i know aldo had asked us if we were going to do a bi-week show um, if they let him go during the bye week, I feel like we should come on. And uh, if they haven't hired someone, it'll be that Sunday, I'm assuming. If they haven't hired someone, maybe we can talk about some of the coaching candidates that we like. Uh, or, I mean, I'm sure they'll have an interim head coach, which Chris Tabor surprised the hell out of me. I, I, I thought uh, they should have went with Mike Pettin in that game. But Chris Tabor uh, held it together. Um, the fourth down, there was no – there was no uh, waiting. There was no uh, taking forever to get the play call in and calling a timeout like we've seen over and over with Matt Nagy. Um, I, f- I feel like he did an admirable job. He was fired up when he needed to be. And yeah, Even the and, broadcast guys pointed it out. You yeah. know, like, you know, to, right before halftime. Ah, you know, is Chris Tabor going to use a timeout here? Greg Olson was, you know, really – and, and I got to be honest – I'm loving Greg Olson in the broadcast. Oh, he, I think he's great you in the broadcast. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. He is fantastic. You know, I, I, I've i never done a TV broadcast. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, I guess if you're watching us on YouTube TV right now, <laughs> I guess maybe we're on TV. But as far – I mean, I broadcast, I broadcasted football games for 18 years of my life on the radio. And, you know, it's – you. You can't see the people and the viewers and and how many viewers you're getting when you're on the radio, when you're live on the radio. Uh, Well, definitely at our station, you couldn't because we were very small. You know, we we were we didn't even have a computer to broadcast. We were still using old technology. So that's how (laughs) how far back I go. But Greg Olson, to me, I mean, he's a guy that um, I could see him taking over. Bumping Troy Aikman out. I, I'm ready for Troy Aikman to be gone. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I don't like Joe Buck either, but I, yeah, I can see Joe a Greg Olson-Joe Buck pairing, and I might be okay with that because of Greg Olson. But uh, anyway, you know, back to, you know, 
Tris Tabor smartly didn't waste, didn't take a timeout there, and, mm-hmm. and and it worked out that the Niners, the one one time I think they really didn't work able to do much during the game, um, and it worked in Tabor's favor. Um, you know, at the end of the game, there the 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 interception fields through. Um, you know. That was another one off Mooney's hands, man. But you saw those types of throws from Mitch late in the game where they're trying to hit a big play. And it's just, if there's more than one defender there, you, you got to tell the guy, don't, don't throw the ball. Don't, don't throw it. You've got a safety over the top. Your corner was in decent coverage. Yeah. He put a little too much on it and it went off his hands, but that's what's going to happen when you're trying this offense. There's guys on this offense that can make big plays. Unfortunately, the coaching staff doesn't know how to scheme them open for mm-hmm. those big plays. The Justin Fields touchdown run, one of the finest runs we've seen since Mitch Trubisky against the new England Patriots a few years ago. Um, That'd be one of those highlights you know, that, that lives forever. I think. Absolutely. Like, you know, and and you saw. I don't know if you saw, but Mike Vick came out um, and said this week that he's been talking to Justin Fields and telling him that he needs to run a little bit more. And I'm not opposed to that. I mean, mm-hmm. you're a threat with your legs. You have a phenomenal ability there. Take advantage of that. Right. And the coaching staff should be pushing for that. Right. Well, we saw that with Mitch. We all knew Mitch was a better runner than a thrower, and they kind of told him to stay in the pocket. I don't know if that was from injuries because uh, we know that uh, Harrison Smith hurt his shoulder uh, early in his career. I, I, I'm not sure what caused them to tell Mitch to kind of just stay back there and be a pocket passer, even though we all knew he was a much better on the on the move. Um, but and 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 that that it's another thing that goes back to Nagy not being on the sideline. When they asked Justin Fields about Nagy not being on the sideline, he basically said that him and Nagy don't really talk a whole lot. It's like uh, he has that relationship with DeFilippo, which is great. You know, I think Flip is one of the better quarterback coaches in the league. Uh, he tried his hand at offensive coordinator; it didn't work out so great. But um, as far as quarterback coaches, I feel like he's one of the better ones. And uh, but but yeah, that that kind of shocked me a little bit when Justin Fields was kind of like, yeah, I mean, we can only go off who's here, and I don't really talk to him a lot. It seemed like like it didn't bother him that Nagy wasn't there. So yeah, I mean, what are they what are they waiting for? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I don't like, get it either. I mean, can, how can they? I mean, <laughs> after last season, man, we all sat here like, oh yeah, this. I mean, He's they gone. had a six-game losing streak. They right. snuck into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They lay a fucking egg in the playoff game, and we're like, oh, yeah, this guy's gone. And then I hate to run this back for you guys, but I'll get to my point. They come out, have that fucking press conference, collaboration this, collaboration that. My balls collaborate with this. Like <laughs> It was just fucking asinine. And they thought we were supposed to believe that this season was going to be something great because they drafted Justin Fields, because they drafted Tevin Jenkins. Well, now you're seeing reports that Tevin Jenkins is going to be a better guard. What What do you mean? He was supposed to be the left tackle of the future. 
Everybody on every network was telling it. Oh, he's the left tackle of the future. Oh, my God. Well, now they're telling us he's a guard? Well, which is it? What is it? Which yeah. is it? You know I think what I mean? Bor- I think Morum's the left tackle of the future. I think we've, they've I, I already think seen so that. Too. I mean, I, I think it's good that he's at right tackle now because it's obviously a position of need. But mm-hmm. as the season starts to unfold and progress, and if we're not – you know, winning games, I would start to say, okay, you know what? We need to start to look towards the future here. Get rid of Nagy. I don't care if you put Tabor in charge, Petten in charge, Laser in charge, who, whoever's in charge of coaching the team. Start your whoever it is. You're you you you've got a chance now, right? Nope, nope. There's no guarantees here. They're not guarantee you that you're going to be a head coach, but you've got an opportunity to show this front office who obviously is football stupid. Um, the chance that, Hey, maybe I, I could make something of this. So here's what I wanted. Here's what I want to see. Whether or not it's going to work. I, I don't know. I mean, well, we going back, going here. back years ago, speaking of the Steelers, that's how Bruce Arians got his start. I think uh, it was either mm-hmm. Bill Cowher was sick or I don't remember if they, ended up cutting him loose midseason or something. But Bruce Arians came in, ran that offense well. And then uh, <clears throat> that offseason, you know, we had him in, and they said, no, thank you for whatever fucking reason. He goes to Arizona, and all he does is take them to the Super Bowl, and now he's in Tampa doing the same thing. Yep. Meanwhile, we're still – we had Tressman, Fox, and Nagy to three bad head coaches. and. Yeah. Honestly, the best of those three probably was John Fox, and uh, I'm, yeah, as much as I hated him, he <laughs> yeah. really was. I mean, how can we sit here? The guy had a losing record every year, and he was the better of the three. Yeah. You know, I, I, Jesus Christ, I'd give him my yearly salary to have John Fox back for a season, for fuck's sake. And we were the network pushing fucking Fire Fox. Fire Fox, yeah. <laughs> All right, I got to address this one because I see t- uh, Tigger in the chat here. What about OBJ going to the Bears? Guys, for what? To run six-yard hitches, uh, an eight-yard curl, uh, third and 15 wide receiver screen where the other receivers don't block and he's hit for a loss. What, what's the point in spending the money on a guy like OBJ when he's going to end up like the other receivers that are currently already on our right. roster? Well, really? Yeah. Not there, I mean, there's a, at this point. there's a couple of things with that. Adam Schefter tweeted out that you'd be on the hook for a little over 7 million, which I don't even know if we have that in cap space. First of all, right. Second of all, we've got Allen Robinson here who is not happy, is not getting the ball. You'd think OBJ will not be the same. I mean, his dad was putting out clips of him getting missed by Baker Mayfield. I mean, regardless of what the play call was or the projections were, his dad just saw that he wasn't getting the ball and he wasn't happy about it. I didn't look at the video. I just saw the comments about it, but I was like, man. And I mean, I guess you can call me ignorant on that, but uh, there was something else I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh oh also he came out himself obj i think it came out today that he wants to go to a contender if he doesn't end up on a contender they're not sure what's going to happen so basically if the jets were to decide to pick him up in the waiver wire because they have such a shot uh i don't see him showing up for them and yeah. we're 
let, we're what three and five. I'm about to be three and six probably. I don't see him doing that here either. So, does he have better talent than we have on the field? Absolutely. Sure. Uh, Marquise Goodwin is not the guy, and Demir Bird. I don't even know why he's on the field anymore. I'd rather bring up Rodney nope. Adams, honestly, from the practice yep. squad. Rodney Adams than to have his ass. <laughs> you mean, know, like yeah. You know, so he, he does. Guy, yeah, go he ahead. Does, he sorry. does have he does have the talent. Uh, he's more talented than some of the wide receivers we have on this on this roster. But I don't think he'd be happy, and I don't think he'd even show up for us. When he'd look at our record, and he'd be like, "Nah, I don't think so." Nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because what what other than Justin Fields? If you're if you're an outside player looking at this team during during last week before the trade deadline, right? So the Bears are three and four. Whoa, whoa, we're missing this. We're missing. Well, first of all, you're missing five offensive linemen. So you're not going to be able to go out and trade for a whole new offensive line. Mm -hmm. So that's your first problem. So if you're a player looking at this team from the outside in, you know going into free agency next year that they don't have a first-round pick. Um, I do they, did they give away a second rounder as well? I don't think they have a second round pick again next year. Either. I think we've got a so second, a fourth, oh, and a okay. fifth or something. Two fifths, something okay. like that. I, I couldn't fully remember exactly what it was, but what's attractive about coming here other than Justin Fields? Mm -hmm. I mean, the defense is aging. Clearly, you can see Eddie Jackson's hurt, Khalil Max hurt, uh, Danny Trevathan was hurt earlier on in the season. King Eddie Hicks Goldman, I think, is finally back to 100%. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, what what's attractive about it? To me, if I were the Bears at this point, I would have tried to tried to trade Khalil Mack. Um, so that money would have come off the books. Um, I know you wouldn't have gotten any market for Robert Quinn. I probably would have tried to tr tried to trade Eddie Jackson as well. Um, even though I don't think the market for him would have been you know very good or whatever. Um, but I mean, to me. These guys, that's the thing. They think they're close, and they're so far away that as fans, we're sitting here, it's like, why are we fans of this organization? What? Why do we stick around for this bullshit? When Loyalty. they don't – it's not the players. The <laughs> I know the players care, but nobody else does. Like Nobody yeah. – I mean, like, you're you're three and five, and let's say they miraculously go out and beat the Steelers. I, I really don't think it would be a miracle for them to beat the Steelers. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Steelers are anywhere near the team they were when they started the season, what, 11-0 and 0 or something like that? Yeah, last, last, year, last season. Yeah. Last season, like, they're, they're not that team. So is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But, I mean – to think that you're this close, you're not. You're so fucking far away that everybody, I mean, the ridicule that Matt Nagy's gotten from national media, from ESPN, NFL Network, Busio Dinko Tagako in some other freaking country, whatever. <laughs> I mean, everybody thinks this guy's a dipshit, and they're right. right. That's, yeah. the pro that's the part that I don't understand is why is it that the people in charge – George McCaskey, super nice guy. He really is, but he has no football knowledge whatsoever. Yeah. None. Let Virginia make the decisions. Because every year, last year, you hear how pissed off she is at the six-game losing streak. 
Let her pull the fucking cord on Nagy then. You're fired. Bye-bye. Pull it, yeah. Virginia. I'm begging you. Yeah. She's only got a couple of years left, man. You you got to believe that she's she's had enough. I mean, uh, somebody said something about the field being bad, and that's why he missed yeah. the field goal. Um, yes. Yeah. So right here, oh. King Pookie. Uh, I did see that. I, I did. I did see that he mentioned that the field conditions last week were terrible. I think and, Hogan uh, Johns mentioned that too. How how bad the field looked. Um, yeah. It was like they were like, "Okay, you guys want to move to Arlington Heights? We're not going to take care of your current field or something." Like it's it's almost like a tug of war match with the city of Chicago, and that is another reason why the Chicago Bears need to just go ahead and make that move and start building that stadium, put some astroturf in, have a retractable dome, so they can start getting uh, NCAA tournaments in there. You can get Big Ten championships in there because you know Chicago, it's Big Ten country. I mean, there's so much money that can be made if they own their own stadium. And I know a lot of people hate, you know, Bears play in Chicago. That's the thing. But, like, it's just, I mean, like, 33% of the NFL actually play in the city that they represent. You know, Dallas Cowboys don't play in Dallas. The San Francisco 49ers don't play in San Francisco. Hell, the New York Giants and Jets play in Jersey. You know, that's a completely different state. So right. exactly. Yeah. So here's a question yeah. from King Pookie do too. What do the bears get if a Rob walks? Um, I mean, I, I think I, I had saw. Yeah. I think I had saw something. I don't remember where I was reading it at. Uh, d- depends on what type of contract he gets. That's what goes into the, the uh, compensatory pick formula, but I think we can get up to a third round pick for him leaving, which I believe is the round that we're missing next season. You know, we're missing the first, so we won't get a first, but uh, if we can get a compensatory pick for that third round pick, uh, that'd be nice. It, it just really depends on um, what moves we make and what moves or what he makes in free agency. I think it's like a some sort of calculation with, the difference in yeah, money. You're right. Or something. I, I must have saw the same article you did because um, that's what I saw was we could get as high as a, I think a third rounder. I did see some talk about the possibility of a second, um, but I, I really don't believe that to be true. Uh, personally, mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, he would have to sign probably one of the most lucrative ext- extensions in NFL history. And uh, unfortunately, yeah. you know, uh, he's, He's not getting the targets. He he has yet to work up a rapport with with Justin Fields and um, you know Neil Stopchinski here uh, from our draft on tap show. Uh, Lori Lightfoot sabotaging the Bears. I fully believe that that that's a possibility. Um, I I think. I mean, I don't live in Chicago. I live in New York, which uh, if any of you live in New York, you know how bad it is here. But the one thing they do is take care of their sports teams. Uh, the they just the mayor i mean you saw the comment she made when they first came out that they had put in like a purchase offer uh you know i just don't see this team this this staying in in the city of chicago have you been to soldier field ac no I haven't, and uh, it's on the bucket list. I'd definitely like to get yeah, there before yeah. they move. But uh, Sure, I've been. I'm, I'm sure there's everybody in the chat that's been. It, it is. It's a fun atmosphere. 
both the stadium itself, even after the renovations, is old mm-hmm. shit. And it's the renovations were cool. twenty years ago. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, and now you've got the opportunity to not just be a football stadium. You've got the opportunity, as you said, AC, to do a whole lot more. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I got to address. I'm sorry. I got to address this. Shut the fuck up. Are you shitting me, dude? I don't know who you are. I don't know if you come in the show or not. Shut the fuck up. You're going to say that after six games with a shitty coaching staff? Yeah. I should just block the guy from the chat room for crying out loud. <laughs> well, I don't ever Give see Don Burr's comments because I blocked him forever ago. Oh. I tried to go on there and unblock him, but I can't figure out how to Good do it. God. So, Don Burr, if you're I, I in there, just, I don't see I, your stuff. I, I just get tired of idiocracy. Yeah. It, from from pe- If you don't know the game, just stick to yourself. I, I mean, the guy's played, what, six games, five games, a starter? And you're already saying he's not the answer? Look at the shit that's around him, dude. Come on, man. Be better. Be better. You're not. You sound like a dipshit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I don't know where he thinks. uh, I mean, what does he think the answer is? Is it someone in college? Yeah, what what do you want to see? Nick Foles, Andy Dalton? Because those are your other options. Or we could re-sign Tyler Bray. Here, give me a quarterback (laughs) coming out in this class. I, come on, Kenny. Come on. Kenny Pickett's about the only one coming out in this class. I mean, Matt Corral gets all the love, which I was going to mention this earlier when you were talking about. Uh, I'm assuming it's a running back up there at Syracuse that's that's doing all the all the records Chris and stuff. Tucker, or Sean yeah, Tucker, excuse me. Right. So when I'm on Twitter, it shows polls of people. You know, who do you think is going to win the Heisman? And every time I see it, it's always quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And I think they've got Walker on there from. Michigan State, the running back. Speaking of Michigan State, Michigan State, they went down yesterday, so that was pretty cool. We probably got some Purdue fans in the chat. Uh, shout out to the Boilermakers. Um, but uh, and that and, and it drives me crazy. Like it doesn't have to be a quarterback um, trophy. I mean, I, I think the last time a quarterback didn't win it was like Charles Woodson, and even then they were like, "Why didn't Peyton Manning win it?" Like yep. it was like a. I don't know. It's just crazy. But Matt Corral gets all the love. I watched him play against Alabama and struggle, struggle really bad. Uh, he does have a lot of um, he does have a lot of attributes. He plays well, but I've I think he it may be an issue trying to jump to the next level because of what I saw him play against the tougher the tougher teams. He struggled against them, but. Um, I know that, that has nothing to do with Bears, but I thought that was yeah. – I just want to make I mean, that we, point. But it was the conversation that, that, that you know, we, we were getting into. Uh, guys, we're going to talk about the Steelers game coming up here. Uh, we're going to take a little commercial break. We'll be back right after this. I don't mean any disrespect. He just didn't play that well. Not for a guy of his caliber. If they don't run the ball here, I'm going to vomit. I swear to God. I don't really have any recollection of that at all, but I guess perhaps I blacked it all out. You know, they won, but I'm, I'm going to be miserable all week because they stunk.
Varroom Network presents two fired-up Bears fans. They are ready to rumble on the Bear Debate. Welcome back, folks, man. How about those commercials, Badge? I was uh, I was going to touch on a little bit of that. Last week, I felt like it was uh, Aldo and AC bury their souls on our, on our show. It was, just, <laughs> it was just we barely even talked about the game. It was just me and him chilling, talking about uh, college ball, talking about life. And and uh, that was a pretty fun show. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of fun to sit back and – not worry about the Bears for a week. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I thought we were going to win last week, so that was probably part of it. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. And then uh, after that commercial, they had the, the Goon um, fantasy show on there, which this is – I know you I know you don't really care about your fantasy team. I think I played you last week. <laughs> I think your quarterback was on by or something. You had him starting, but <laughs> – <laughs> oh no, but, I had uh, Herbert. I had Justin Herbert. It just was uh, yeah. it was like he was on a bye. <laughs> <laughs> so so I mean the big news in fantasy, you know, uh Derrick Henry went down probably for the rest of the season and uh you got bye weeks and so definitely tune in to uh the Goon show and I'm sure they'll have a big week this week um to tell you how to replace those guys if you haven't already. And they'll be on right after us. Yeah. So, dude, my my lineup this week compared to playing you last week, if you looked at my lineup, you'd be like, oh, shit, man. Like, <laughs> now, I say that with – so, A.J. Brown will not play for the Titans, I don't believe. So, I was like, oh, but I have Julio Jones. Well, they're playing the Rams. So, that means Julio yeah. Jones is going to be freaking covered by Jalen Ramsey. So, mm-hmm. he's not starting. So, I have Van Jefferson, Debo Samuel, and – I hate to say this, but um, I took Darnell Mooney out of my lineup um, in for Hunter Henry. Um, wow. I I just I I don't know I I just it's just a gut feeling that I have um, and whatnot. But anyway, speaking of life, I figured this would be a good time to address this as uh, we welcome our brother Ryan K B. In the house, what up? driving to the what store up? apparently. <laughs> going, going to eat breakfast, man. What's going on with you? What's up, KB? Yeah. So, uh, so guys, I, I know everybody noticed uh, that I was uh, a little uh, missing over the last few weeks, and um, so I've you know kind of wanted to to make everybody aware of uh, of my situation and and what what would had transpired and whatnot so um i have dealt with anxiety for a number of years um but for a number of years it had been 
not bothersome um, in any way, shape, or form. Um, and a few weeks ago, out of nowhere, um, I struggled. Um, and I couldn't go back to where I was the last time and I needed to step away from some things and focus on myself, um, and was able to do that. Um, so, um, I'm definitely happy that I did that and I'm happy to be back. Um, I just wish in the time I was gone, the team had, uh, you know, become something, uh, of themselves. Um, and unfortunately, uh, they did not help over the course of the few weeks um, that I was uh, uh, not present. Um, I'm, I, you know, I was still on Twitter a little bit. I'm sure you saw my tweets a few, you know, the tweet a few weeks ago. Um, I ended up stopping uh, watching a Bears game uh, when they played the Bucks, and I have never uh, really ever done that. And I actually enjoyed my time away. Um, we, had, my wife and I, had a nice dinner. We watched a movie. Um, and you know, I, I hate to say it, but I, I think there may be some times where, um, I'm just going to have to step away from the bears. Um, I, I won't step away from the show, um, because I love doing this, uh, as AC says week over week, it is a therapy session and it's something I needed. And to be honest with you, I think the negativity and what transpired for me was the fact that I was so negative on Matt Nagy. Um, I think it really affected my, my mental state. And I think it was good that I stepped away for a few minutes to focus on myself and my family. And uh, I'm feeling a lot better. And uh, I appreciate all you guys, um, you know, asking about me, making sure I'm okay. Uh, KBAC, Bobby Bombs, Eldo, Joe Mandel, uh, Gaines, all you guys, uh, from the network as well, um, showed me nothing but love. And, um, I can't appreciate that, uh, enough from you guys because, you know, I needed that and, uh, it was, you know, uh, can't th thank you guys enough. I'm happy to be back. And please, if you're struggling, I'm telling you, I know it's hard for a guy cause I mean, yeah, I'm a guy. I know it's hard for men to address their mental health and Trey busy, who was a part of our network and then went and, and started his own um, with let's talk it out. I implore you, if you're struggling with your mental health, there are ways that you can get help if you need it. Um, you know, I luckily for me, I wasn't to the point where, you know, mentally I was suicidal or anything along those lines. Um, but I just, it, it's hard for me when my anxiety kicks in for me to, to focus and function and things along those lines. So please, I implore you, if you ever, please reach out to me. I, I will, I will help you in any way, shape or form that I can. Um, you know, there's resources that yes, they are a little bit hard to find. I wish I had, you know, pulled some up for this, but I kind of came off the cuff with this. I just, you know, wanted to address it with everyone. It's, not something I would wish on my worst enemy. And, and I don't really have enemies because I don't really believe in that. Um, you know, I, I, I think, um, sometimes you, you need to do what's best for you. And it was best for me, best for my family, um, and best for, for me. And I'm happy to be back. And, uh, with that guys, uh, Let's let's talk about this Monday night game. I mean, normally guys, we're excited. We're on Monday night football. 
Bears-Steelers, I mean, you remember some of the games, the Cutler Cutler laying out one of their corners, blocking, uh, you know, for one of his players. Uh, you know, the Julius Peppers uh, fumble return for a touchdown in 2013. I saw that circulating. And, you know, it's Monday Night Jordan Football. Jordan Howard yeah. owning them. <laughs> Jordan Howard, yeah. But, I mean, we don't know what to expect week over week, KB, while we got you here, man. What are you thinking about this Monday night game, bro? Like, how do you feel about this, man? I would have been feeling a lot better if Matt Nagy wasn't coaching. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think it was. I think it was pretty pretty evident when you seen that the man was on the sideline. He wasn't a part of the game plan, or he had little input on it. Who knows? But as soon as he was away, this offense kind of kind of came to life. It kind of took form. To what it should be. You've seen more play action. You've seen design quarterback runs, stuff that, you know, everybody else has been doing and been calling for. Uh, we moved the ball. I mean, it, it sucked the defense imploded on this goddamn self. Uh, but when you got a dam and you got a, you got a leak in the dam, man, it, yeah. and it starts to break, it goes. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you just had to know it was going to happen eventually. And the offense couldn't couldn't make up for that for that, that mistake for those issues. So, uh, yeah. how often about this game? Oh man, I it's hard to say that I don't feel we have a chance. I always feel that we have a chance in the game. I feel we had a chance in the game against the 49ers, and for the most part, we led in that game. Uh, it it but it's it's on the backs of what they want to do, man. Who's going to come out and play? We, we didn't trade anybody. We didn't make any moves. Yeah. It's it's going to be a covenant on the team to see what kind of who they're going to be for the rest of the season. Trade deadlines pass, so you know who's here is here. No bullshit. No, no. Hey, you know this person might not be it. No, man. You worry about all that at the end of the year. You need to find out whether or not you're going to try to make a playoff push or not. So I, I feel like we could get, we could, we could win this game Monday. It's a very winnable game. Ben Roethlisberger was hurt. And was pretty much a no-go all the way up until yesterday where they kind of said, okay, yeah, he can, he can get the heads up to go. Yeah. That should be easy pickings. Yeah, we don't have Khalil Mack in this game. We don't have uh, uh, one of the safeties. I think Gibson or somebody got hurt. Eddie Jackson's out. Or Eddie, Eddie Jackson. So you got you got two, two of the main pieces on defense that might be gone. So we'll see what we saw last week, man. But people have to step up. Yeah. It's, it's time to put up or shut up, man. That's, and that's how I feel. Yeah. Go ahead, AC. Well, I want to say first of all, shout out to you, Badge, man. It's difficult to come on here and Hell yeah, bro. we talked we talked about last week. Uh I mean I broke I got on here and broke down crying about a about a Kentucky coach. So we all deal with our issues. It takes a big man to come on here and and talk about your issues and, and it's not only to us common people. I mean, we see uh Calvin Ridley stepped away from from the for the foreseeable future to focus on himself, you know, NFL guys, Brandon Marshall has been a big advocate for mental health. Definitely. If, if you guys are dealing with something, don't, don't be scared to reach out. And if you're a, if you're a veteran, they, that holds a special place in my heart. Um, I think like uh, 22 veterans a day take their own lives because they feel like there's no one to talk to. I'm going to try my best not to cry again, <laughs> but uh, it definitely, um, there's always somebody, man. In, in, the, in the military, we call them battle buddies. Uh, 
you've always got somebody, even if you haven't t spoke to them in over a decade, just shoot them a Facebook message. Be like, Hey man, I'm not feeling well. And I guarantee you, if you're a veteran, one of those guys would be like, one of those guys will be there for you. But, uh, to go into this game uh, and not to jump back on fantasy, but I have Najee Harris on my fantasy team, and he's kind of been he's kind of been pulling my entire team this year. Uh, that is the entire team of the Pittsburgh Steelers, it seems, because Ben Roethlisberger it seems can't throw the ball more than three yards anymore, which is crazy to think this multi Super Bowl winning quarterback that's built like a linebacker all of a sudden can't throw the ball, but. Uh, Father Time is undefeated, and uh, he's catching up with Big Ben out there in Pittsburgh. So if we have a shot, I think that's what it is, is trying to shut down Najee Harris, which is easier said than done. And then uh, offensively, Justin Fields being able to do what he was able to do last week will be a little bit tougher with T.J. Watt uh, coming at him. So um, they did a pretty Watt, decent job. Cam Hayward is yeah. another one. I mean yeah. – you know, I, that interior, the interior of the offensive line, I know we talk about the tackles a lot, but two plays stuck out in my mind from last week's game, guys, and those were the two ineligible penalties, one called on James Daniels and one called on Cody Whitehair. Yeah. Guys, you've been in the NFL now, both of you, for an extended period of time. It's yeah. one yard. Yeah. It's one yard. You, you know what I mean? Like – it's three in college. The fact that the the fact that I just I mean that's coaching. That's all yeah. coaching, you know. And and that just goes to show you how inept this organization is. It's it's the organization. It's the coaching staff. It's all right right down through. Um, but you know, as as you guys each said, you know, Big Ben somehow we've got to get pressure on him and hit him because. What he, that's what he does. He gets, mm -hmm. he starts to get hit. He will fumble the football. He will throw interceptions. Um, you know, if we can stop uh, for, you know, stop Najee Harris in the run game and really pressure Ben Roethlisberger, Robert Quinn's really going to have to turn it up. Travis Gibson, these guys on the inside, Eddie Goldman, Bilal Nichols, Akeem Hicks, um, these guys are really going to have to pick up their game and get after Big Ben. He's, I mean, I hate to say this because, you know, I, yes, I've lost some weight, but I'm still, you know, pretty much a 300-pound man. I'm faster than Big Ben, and I'm older. <laughs> I mean, that, that's terrible, and I don't even run, and I feel like I can outrun. He is just so immobile, you know. It, it's We should dominate, you know, getting to him this week. But yeah. I just don't have that feeling. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm ner I would love to see the defense. I think some confidence from them is to get a takeaway, um, give the offense a short field unless they can score themselves. I really think you would see that boost the defense up and really maybe give them a little bit of swagger to really come out and, and uh, you know, make an impact right away. Um, offensively, guys, um, I mean, you know, build off of the game Justin Fields had last week. Um, We're supposed to get money back, aren't we? What, I was going to say, he, they said it's a possibility he might play. So yeah, we got money and Herbert, man. That's a one-two punch that is 
going to be something to deal with as long as they yeah. stick with the run. I mean. And I have Monty. I'm starting him in fantasy this week because otherwise oh. I don't have another running back. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I have to take my chances and hope to God that he plays or I'm going to be scrambling to pick up, I don't even know who, Ryan Nall or – <laughs> yeah, and it'll be Monday night, so you'll have to find oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to find somebody in that group. Yeah, so I you know, I just at this point, guys, I mean, I know we're not totally out of it, you know, record wise, but I mean, come on, I'm gonna be a realist here. We're out of it. I, I mean, yeah. we need a fucking miracle if we're gonna amount to anything this season. And to be honest with you. I kind of don't want to. I, I kind of I I I hate to say that. You don't but you don't want to give management to go right. You don't want to give management a reason to hang on to this group. They did it last year because because they backed into the playoffs and came back from a six game losing streak. They decided to keep everybody and run it back. And I think Hogan Johns plays the quote that drives me crazy more than anything. I think it was Ted Phillips that said it. Have we gotten the quarterback right? No. Have we won enough ball games? No. But we've got the culture here or something, something to that effect. Like, how the fuck does that make any sense? Like, yeah. <laughs> like if I show up to work and and then they're like, "Well, Aaron, uh, you, you, have you showed up on time? No. Have you done your job very well? No. But uh, you know what? We'll, we'll keep you around because because we like you, bud." <laughs> he comes to work every once in a while, man. He he has a smile on his face. We'll right. we'll go ahead and keep him, man. We'll go ahead and keep him. Yeah. That's hilarious, dude. So here, I got a question up here on the screen from King Pookie. That's a phenomenal question that none of us have an answer to, but I'll try to give you my best answer. I don't think we see him this year. Uh, I believe there's a cutoff at some point where if you've been on IR past a certain point, you're done for the season. Unless that changed with COVID. I'm not 100% sure, but, I mean, it sounds like he's only been doing some light jogging. I, I don't know if he's ready to come back and play. And to be honest, I, I mean, I'm kind of content with Monty and playing. Herbert. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean – you know, let this guy get healthy, and then imagine next year now. You've got this three-horse monster out of the backfield that you've got these two power guys and the speedster mm-hmm. and Cohen that you could have next year that Cohen can also put him in the slot. He's faster than a linebacker, can catch a, you know, catch a slant, take it to the house, screen pass. We've seen him do it. And hopefully with an off a, a good offensive mind in the building – Maybe that'll change. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, if we see Cohen this season, it won't be until after the bye week at least. Uh, we've seen him on the sideline and stuff. <laughs> Overs, that's good, man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, sorry. Um, but, but, yeah, if we do see him this season, it'll be after the bye week. And the way Herbert's playing, man, it'd be tough for me to pull him out. To, yeah. to put Cohen in there as a change of place. I love Cohen the way he, uh, he drives me crazy sometimes. We all know the big punt return that he had where he ran all the way this way, that ran all the way that way, and took it to the house. That's, I remember going, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. That was a fun day. It's a real fun day. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, if we see him, I think they'll give him time after the bye week to get healthy and – 
they say Tevin Jenkins is out there running sprints at this point, so he may be coming back soon. But speaking of IR, like now in today's NFL, um, if you put someone on IR, it only guarantees that they're out three games. Yep. Oh, Mac missed last week, and he's already been counted out for this week. Why didn't they just go ahead and stick him on IR? I mean, I think they didn't because they had the buy. So I think yeah. they figured, all right, well, let's give him this week. If he feels better next week, he can still play. But if okay. not, we've got the buy. So that gives him three straight weeks. But to your point, if they had IR'd him, they could have made a roster move and put somebody, you know, brought somebody right. else up or in. I mean, not that they would have Charles Snowden see what he I mean you got to see what yeah. you got man you, you you can't just you can't just sit there and tread water especially at the point that we're at now I love Jason Peters I think he's been our best offensive lineman this season but at some point this season we're gonna have to see what we've got for the future and Matt Nagy ain't gonna look is for that it comment though what Jason was Peters, 40 oh, years yeah, yeah. old, is our best offensive lineman. And yeah. at times, he's a fucking turnstile. Yeah. If it's a guy much younger, I mean, that's that's sad. Anybody I with hate any to say it, but that's sad. He yeah, fucking killed Warner on that run last week, though. Oh, <laughs> he oh, turned, yeah. oh, my he God. killed that, man. <laughs> I thought he was going to get a penalty, honestly, when I first saw it. I did, it. too. I, like, oh, I thought shit. they were going to call him <laughs> coming back. I did, too. Ace. Which is scary. Yeah, it's scary in today's NFL. Anytime you see a big hit or someone actually get physical, you're like, oh, "Where's the where's the flag? Let's let's wait and see." But, so, what uh, do you guys think here? What Clover's just post popped in the chat here? Uh, I think it's rebuild, offload everybody, get picks. Jackson, Mac. I mean, I'm I I said it a little bit ago. I, I'm all for it. Quinn, Cohen, Williams, Graham, Komet. Uh, Komet, I think I would just Komet's hang on to because he's on his deal. rookie contract. Yeah. So, I mean, Speaking you know, of, I don't think you would get the value back in him. In, mm-hmm. in a, in, I don't think you would get that second-round draft pick back. Um, and maybe with a different coaching staff, uh, right. he'll be a difference. Uh, Akeem Hicks, uh, I love Akeem Hicks. I have always said that. I think he is the, the spiritual leader of this team. Um, but, and, and I love the fact that he wants to finish his career in Chicago, but I just don't see them giving him another contract, unfortunately. Um, right. some, you know, some of those guys I'd be good with trading. Uh, it depends on if they would take on the contract. I think we need to keep Mac. Honestly, it sucks because he's not out there right now, but we saw what we have. If we don't have him out there, Travis Gibson, clearly the, the, the heartbeat of the offense. Like right. I mean, the defense. Like it's it's not it's not even a a question anymore. He was not there. The defense fucking floundered. Yeah. The man is the man is the heart and soul of the defense. Whether or not we wanted to be Roquan or whether or not we wanted to be a King Hicks, mm-hmm. Mac is the best player on the defense. You need Mac out there. And then, like I said, it's gonna be hard when you don't have another guy mm-hmm. that can be Mac when Mac is not there. Travis Gibson is a good stepping stone to see what you got, but he's not Khalil Mac. So and we as fans have to stop acting like Khalil Mack is just some bum player. He's not. He's right. a transcendent right. player that clearly is was missed against the 49ers. Had he been on the 49ers, I feel comfortable enough to say that it's probably a win. Well, I, I feel like I, we I would have made enough. Anything nearly <laughs> what they did with Khalil Mack on the field. 
Yeah, we may have made enough plays to get the win last week. Uh, I mean, Kendall Vildor did get picked on quite a bit, but if you if you're getting pressure, uh, then do they have time to make those plays? You know what I'm saying? So, Mac, I think we should keep Eddie Jackson. I'm on the fence about. I love Eddie Jackson when he's able to play his free safety role. When he's not forced to make tackles, play up in the box and stuff, I I, I think Eddie Jackson can get back to at least close to what he was. As far as Komet, um, he hasn't played great. But if you look at uh, – I think someone was breaking it down. With the top tight ends in the league, you've got Kelsey, of course, doing his thing. But behind him, as far as I think the origin receptions, it's like Hawkinson and Mike Gusecki. And Hawkinson is in his third year. And Gusecki, I believe, is in his third or fourth year. And even Greg, Greg, Greg Gabriel, I don't know why I struggle with that name, uh, has said on this on this uh, network that it takes about three years for a tight end to get into his groove, blocking, catching, knowing the routes to run. And uh, I think Komet will get there. He's just not all the way there yet. Uh, Graham, I'm cool with getting rid of him. I think he's got one catch for 11 yards, and we paid him 10 million this season. So mm-hmm. find somebody yeah. to and take that, on that thing, contract. Clover's here, guys. You can see this statement. The thing is, I love Mac. Same here. Don't. I, I I love Khalil Mack. But like he says, we need to entirely revamp the offensive line. Sam Mustafer ain't it. I mean, I, I'm no, I know there's other networks saying it too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cody Whitehair and James Daniels have not developed. You know, two years ago, I thought, man, we, we've got a really, really good interior offensive line possibly having either having them at either guard position. If we can find somebody to play center that can help – those two guys, I I loved it, but I I really I really believe the only way this team can rebuild and rebuild quickly, like you see other teams the NFL do, is get picks back in return. So we're getting top tier talent. And I mean, I don't know if Khalil Mack would bring a first rounder anymore, like he did. I, I think well, we just saw Von Miller trade for a second say, and a third. And with Max contract, yeah, with Max contract, it'd be tough to find someone to first of all take that money on, and second of all, they're going to trade picks for it. Uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's there, man. And I think Mac is more valuable on this team than he would be than than a draft pick would be, and as far as oh, offensive yeah. line. You know, we just we just drafted Borum. We just drafted Tevin Jenkins, who we haven't seen on the field yet. If Jenkins ends up as a ta- as a guard, you uh, James Daniels contracts up after this season. I do believe you mm-hmm. can find you can find centers fifth, sixth round, and we know uh, I don't know if Pace will be here, but we know Pace has been able to find late round gems. So find us another center. I'm okay with white hair at left guard, left tackle. Give me Larry Borum. And then go get my guy Darian Kennard to play right tackle for us, because uh, I'd buy his jersey oh, immediately. <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny because I, I was actually looking at it in a different light. Uh, I would, I would probably move Borm over to left tackle. I would keep, I would move Jenkins to right tackle. Uh, if you decide to keep James Daniels, so be it. I will kick him in the center. 
leave white hair, left guard, and then you you looking to draft somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. If you decide to keep Daniels at right guard, the kid out of Notre Dame seems to be a very hot topic. Uh, I don't feel that we have the pick position to get the kid from Iowa. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I really like the kid from Iowa. I, I watched a couple of their games. You know, they kind of they kind of just fell off the map after they lost it. So, <laughs> but that, that kid from Iowa centers the real deal. Uh, if you can tell me we can get either one of him or the kid from Notre Dame, I feel like we would have the makings of a solid old line. Yeah, you would probably have to look to replace Cody White here in a couple of years, but I mean, it is what it is. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. Check so, out this question from Beth here in the chat, guys. Would these guys develop yes. under better coaches? We proved yes. that our coaches did not develop players. Beth, yes, hundred. I didn't even have to read I the mean, whole question. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, but, clearly, but then you, you run into. Yep. Then you run right. into this same front office as the guys who hired, who hired Pace, Nagy, and so on and so forth. These are the same guys that will be making the next decision, which is also an issue. I heard somewhere, I think Cap had mentioned it, moving Ryan Pace up into the front office somewhere, some position up there, and then him and then collaborate, maybe kick Ted Phillips out, bring in a football guy. Yeah. Or, or – let Ted Phillips handle just hey, you just handle the uh Arlington Heights deal. You you're gonna deal with that. That's all you gotta worry about. Make us some money and get us to move. So you bring in a guy who knows anything about football. Anything call me, bro. I'll do it for a, a tenth of the right. price. <laughs> just owe me a million, baby. We good. You got to talk for the rest of the right. year. Right. Just know shit to get done. So, so then you'll have you'll have those guys collaborating. I know we hate that word, but collaborating, find a good GM. I love Lewis Riddick. I think he'd be a great candidate for that position. And then allow them to bring in a head oh, coach. Oh no, I, I'm no, I I'm sorry, I cannot take a, a Lewis Riddick at at this point anymore. Lewis Riddick is loyal to a fault. He mm. will back Matt Nagy. No matter what, this past week, pointing blame at a rookie quarterback instead of holding the coaching staff accountable to develop this young man, this fucking guy points a finger at a rookie quarterback trying to learn this game from a bunch of fucking stooges. I do not want Lewis Riddick anywhere near my football team. Nowhere near it. I don't yeah, want. I, I saw that comment. I, I saw I that comment. Off of Lewis Riddick. Off. I, of I, I was in disbelief because right, you you had to look at it. You such a you you're a smart guy, dude. You know oh, for damn wow. sure you don't go through yeah. four quarterbacks and have the same fucking problems. It's because I you're not developing. Bros before hoes. Lewis Riddick went bros before hoes last. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. I, he, I ju- I can't. I saw that tweet. And I saw somebody else went at went went after him. I didn't go. I tweeted it. Maybe I shouldn't tell. I don't give a fuck. Block me, Lewis. I don't care. I'm, whatever. It is what it is. Do I think that he could go to another organization and and probably be successful? Yeah, he probably could be. He's got experience. But at this point now, he's in year two of being an analyst. Uh, you know, he's probably got some connections and contacts and whatever. I'm sure he could probably land a front office job somewhere. I'm sorry. I don't want him anywhere near the Chicago Bears organization. But 
as it always happens, everything I don't want, the Chicago Bears seem to do. do. So I guess I probably should prepare myself for <laughs> Lewis Riddick being the new general manager or something. I mean, man, it's, it's worse. <laughs> it's worse people that can be general man- managers than Lewis Riddick. I mean, if he did, if we did go out to Lewis Riddick, would I feel some type of way because of the comment, of course? Do I trust that he would actually make better player personnel? Yeah, decisions. Yes, I would. Uh, yeah, I'm on the Peyton Manning I mean, he. I feel like he's making a lot of money to do oh, a lot less work. Good point. And just because they're a great player does not mean that they would be a great coach. I That's mean, okay. Mike Singletary, one of the best linebackers in Bears history, has not been a great head coach. And I know Manning has a lot of connections around the league. Maybe that helps as far as the GM goes, but we don't know. Hey, yeah, that Stopchinsky guy, he's pretty good, yeah, man. I'll take I'm him. For stop. I'm, I'm down. Yeah, man, I'll definitely Jesus. take that guy. Yeah. If no, you need I, an SEC I, scout, man, I got you, bro. <laughs> so let so let me let me ask you guys this question, right? So we we brought up Lewis Riddick. Do you actually think that Ryan Pace won't be here next year? Because as AC said, I, I think they could see him move him to a, a, a higher level position that and I could bring see somebody else in. And you know what? To be honest, if so, if that was the route they would have go. Would I really be upset? No, probably not. If you if you were to tell me that you can get, you know, what I'm saying a Ted Phillips or somebody out the door, and you felt that Ryan Pace made good financial decisions and that he was uh, enough of a, a football guy to to move into the front office. I'm 100% okay with the man finds gems in the later round. I feel like he'd be a good sounding board for whoever the hell you brought in to be your GM. That said, I think that once Matt Nagy's fired, he's gone. That's just me. I, I, I don't, don't think that, You don't go for another coach. You don't, you don't, don't get that, that chance. I don't think David Kaplan would just put that out there. Um, unless he, he knew had, something. Unless he knew something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he the job, the, the, the people that he worked with, are are in with the organization. So I feel like he may have heard, you know, a rumor or something. It could have just been a rumor. It could have just been people brainstorming and then uh and 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 it snuck out that way, but I don't feel like he would put his put his name to that rumor without some it coming from somewhere. I don't think he would just be like this is my idea. You know, like we do as fanalists. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I just, I, I you know, I, there's things that Pace has done that I'm just like, what the? Right. Fuck? You know, obviously the big thing yeah. was the Mitch pick and the Nagy hire and and so on and so forth and Dalton's, whatever and Dalton, yeah, you know, and but you know, I, I would definitely 150 percent be okay seeing Pace moved up and. To be honest, I would hope it's to replace Ted Phillips. You've you've seen the things that, that and the, I'm not even talking about on the field. You've seen Ryan Pace do things financially for the team. Look at Hallis Hall now. They he got the McCaskies to fork over some dough mm-hmm. and put state of the art equipment in there and really update everything that that facility needed. Um, you know, it sucks now that they they don't move training camp, but you know, AC, you touched on teams not playing in their cities. 
most teams don't even have training camp in their own hometown. So that's an anomaly kind of for the Bears that they're holding it out and, you know, holding it at Hallis Hall, where a lot of other teams, they go elsewhere. You're seeing that start to shift. So mm-hmm. things like that he's done. I think he has a good money guy there, and I think his name is Joey Lane. Yeah. Am I, I think it's Joey Lane. He's the contract guy. I, I, I really, he's done things to be able to move money and get, get us under the cap. But mm-hmm. some of the contracts, you know, that yeah. we've given are going to come back and bite us in the ass, unfortunately. And, and, and that's the thing that I, that I don't want to see. Yeah. Um, you and know? we saw it in new Orleans as well. New Orleans was in salary cap hell. That's why they had to, trade away Jimmy Graham and and that's why they had to make a bunch of moves to get up under the cap and I I don't know man I, I like Pace for some of the moves that he's made but I but it's a love hate thing and I think um Aldo had brought it up uh what's his name light down there in Tampa Bay he uh survived three coaching changes um, and the guy in Arizona survived three coaching changes, and there was another one, the Chargers, survived three coaching changes. Um, and, I, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what their idea is. I feel like with Light, at least, with the Buccaneers, now, granted, he was saved by the GOAT. I mean, you got the best quarterback in the league. It's, it's difficult to lose. But before that, he was making good draft picks on the offensive line. He made some good draft picks on defense. I mean, they got that the great middle linebacker. They got some good uh, D-line guys, you know, signing veterans even, like Indomit and Sue and uh, – uh, was uh, JPP's out there, you know, he made some smart moves and I don't feel like he overpaid. Whereas we see with pace, he overpays. And a lot of the people that he's paying for is to make up for his draft mistakes. So like, like I said, it's a love hate. I love that he's able to find late round gems, but a lot of the free agents that he brings in is to make up for his misses in the draft. And, as Neil Stopchinski will tell you, you build a team through the draft overall. So if you're trading away draft picks, you're kind of you're hurting yourself. Eventually, and I, and I get up. it to a degree because you know to go to move up to get a Justin Fields. You mm-hmm. know this 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 guy is the the you know the potential to be the best cores bet yeah best Bears quarterback in history. Yeah, I mean not that that that's that that's that hard to do. Um, I mean, I, I say that like I'm somebody who could go out and throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns in a season, probably yeah. highly unlikely unless I'm doing shovel passes to the tight end coming across that, you know, the play Matt Nagy loves to run. Well, we love so that much. play. Yeah. Everybody else oh, runs um, it better than us, but we yeah, love that play. Everybody else runs it successfully. <laughs> I think I saw the Colts uh, running on Thursday night and I was like, yeah. we can't never do that. Not once. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I just, I don't know, guys, uh, things need to change. Um, mm. You know, I, I'm not sure how much more, I, you know, I feel like I, I, I'm beating a dead horse every time I, I you know, talk Nagy's name. So yeah. uh, why don't we get into uh, like some score predictions, bold predictions, 
um, some shout outs, uh, if you have anything like that. We'll start with KB first because I know he's ready to get his eat on, man. So uh, Definitely why don't you go ahead, brother? All right. Uh, say we'll, we'll start off with both predictions. Uh, both predictions, we see a complete game. It's sad that that comes down as a bold prediction, but uh, that's what it's going to be. The very, very bold prediction, I feel Justin Fields has his first 300 passing yard game. I feel that this would be the game that we also see multiple passing touchdowns from Justin Fields. So I'll say he throws for about 300 and probably rushes for like 60 on the ground with with three total touchdowns. Uh, My scoring prediction this will go in wrapping with my bold prediction saying that we'll actually see a full game. I say the Bears score upwards to about 32 points in this game. The Pittsburgh defense is good, but their secondary outside of Mika Fitzpatrick really ain't all that. Uh, Devin Bush is a – is it Devin Bush? No, Devin – yeah, it is Devin Bush. It is Devin Bush. I think he's hurt, honestly. Uh, but TJ Watt is their biggest guy, and so is in Casey Hayward. So you got two guys on the defense that you have to you run. Got really Patrick. Patrick. You got and, Fitzpatrick. You got Fitzpatrick safety, man. He'll, he'll that's, jump that's, in there and grab That's the one person that I was saying in the secondary. Minka Fitzpatrick in the secondary is it, going to be a problem, but I feel that we can, we'll have enough speed to take advantage of the secondary today. I know I've been saying that for weeks, but I feel that today would be the day that we actually see it. So I'll go with uh, 32 – I, I want to say a complete game, man. I say I score 32 to 19. Uh, very odd score. I feel defense keeps them from scoring 20 points. Uh, I'm going to go with Travis Gibson actually having a breakout game because I don't really like the Steelers' offensive line <laughs> any better than ours. Uh, right. So, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with, with 32 to 19 Bears. Uh, this will be the breakout game for Justin Fields that we've really, really been wanting to see, and not the one that was last week, uh, a, a passing breakout game. Uh, Shout-outs, man. Shout-out to to everybody, fans, my boys on here, man. Shout-out. The biggest one right now to me is shout-out to you, Bash. You, you've you been through some shit, man, and, you know, we, we had your back 100% on it, man. You you had to step away. You had to step away. We get it. As I, I already know it'll be probably times in the future that, I'm going to be dealing with shit. So, shout out to you for doing what you had to do, man, and being able to come back. You know, we we love you here, man, and we we missing you. Glad to see you back on here. Appreciate you. Uh, shout out to everybody in the ballroom. Shout out to my fans. What's your boys hungry? Love you, boys. I'm like, oh, man. Go eat something, KB. Bear down, baby. Up, brother. Bear down. Later. All right, AC. <laughs> man, I got to follow that up. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, bold prediction is um, if there's a if there's a place to take advantage of this Pittsburgh Steelers team, I believe it's in the linebackers. So I think it could be a tight end game. Uh, and oh, we've already seen finally? <laughs> finally. Well, it should be. I mean, we'll see what Nagy does, uh, but uh, should be. Uh, and we've already seen the connection with Jesse James, and I think I think we have. Two touchdowns to the tight ends. Jesse gets one, and Cole Komet actually gets one. Um, so that'll be – I guess that's a bold prediction. I mean, we've seen Komet not be able to do it, so uh, that's what makes it a bold prediction for me. Uh, score prediction, unfortunately, I just don't think we have enough to uh, defeat the Steelers. I, I think that their defense is really good. Everyone in the chat's been talking about Hayward, and he plays against the worst part of our line. So – 
we we already saw Vita Vey and that defensive line, you know, rip through us. And I don't I don't think it'll be as bad as that game was, but I do think we will struggle with this defense some. Um, and uh, I think it's going to come down to uh, my my score prediction. I guess I'll say Steelers twenty seven, Bears twenty four. So it'll still kind of be a close game. Uh, Cairo Santos gets back on pace, and you know a couple touchdowns from Justin. Um, as I said to the tight ends, defense plays better than they did last week, but not good enough to get the win. And it's it's hurtful, but we get. Uh, we get beat on national television again, which uh, that sucks. <laughs> but uh, I'll go into shout outs now. First and foremost, shout out to my wife. Uh, she's actually working a day. She picked up a day because um, they were giving a ton of incentives to nurses to come in on their days off, which I couldn't argue with her when she told me what she was going to make. <laughs> but so but shout out to my wife. Um, shout out to my son. It's uh he just started archery in school. We just bought him a bow, so he's nice. learning. He's learning how to shoot that thing, and uh, he's having fun with it, which is that's cool with me, man. If you find something that makes you happy, you know what I'm saying. Go out there and do it, even if even if it ain't something that I did, you know. Um, yeah. Shout out to everybody in the chat. I see Mule Skinner and Four Thousand Clovers in here every week. Shout out to Neil. Neil, I'll be looking for that draft on tap coming soon because we got to start talking about these prospects coming out. And I really want to hear your thoughts on my guy, Darian Kennard, down here at Kentucky. You know, I always look for the Kentucky guys. Um, and uh, shout out to, I think her name's Beth Bullard. I've been seeing her quite a bit here lately. Uh, she's coming in here week after week. So the regulars, shout out to the regulars. Shout out to anybody who's new. Uh, welcome to the ballroom. We, we've got you covered from all Chicago sports. I don't want to take your job here, Badge, but I'm going to start running through some of these shows. We got uh, Go Bulls, Bulls Gold and Bulls 101 covering the Chicago Bulls, who once again are fun to watch. I'm, I'm, I think I might get me a DeRozan jersey because I've always liked him. I, I yeah, liked he's him. A baller. I liked him in Portland. So, yeah. and, I mean, and I love the the city, um, the city jerseys where they got the. Chicago yep. and cursive. I love those jerseys. So I might be getting me a Bulls jersey for the first time since D Rose. <laughs> but nice. uh yeah. And then um uh draft on tap will be coming soon, I'm sure. Neil can fill you in on that. Him and uh Danny. Danny does a uh how is this cat as long as every Kentucky <laughs> guy doesn't come back. Hey man, I like who I like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's but, funny. Uh, Neil and Danny will be uh, handling the draft on tap. We don't have a first-round pick, so it'll be an even tougher job for them this year because they'll have to kind of try to figure out who's going to fall to us and uh, yeah. who's worth that pick. Uh, but I always defer to those guys as far as looking at prospects, even though I love my Kentucky guys. I, I, I love to hear their input on them. And uh, speaking of Danny, he does a show every week um, going over the going over the tape talking about what what went good what went bad he, he does that with aldo and, bear truth uh, bear truth that's what it's called yep. I, I couldn't think of it for a second there as we mentioned earlier right after this show you're gonna have uh, a fantasy goon come on and uh and they'll tell you who to start and who to sit and uh get you ready for the for the games and then at halftime you'll have aldo with i don't know if buffon's gonna be on today because he's at the game so if any yeah, of you guys right. are at the game 
look for look for Buffon. I'm not sure what section he's in or anything like that. I mean, he's kind of a big shot. He might be up in the press box, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so look look for Buffon out there in Pittsburgh um, tomorrow. I keep saying today. I feel like I'm used to oh, yeah. playing on Sunday, so he'll yeah. be out there tomorrow, and uh, and we'll have the uh, Bear football at halftime and the post game, which will be a late, late show for you, Aldo. I apologize. You're going to be up late. <laughs> Man, uh, you, you covered it all, AC. So I, I'm going to give you my bold prediction here, and it's actually not so bold. Uh, I want to thank Trent Earl, actually, for kind of stealing my not-so-bold prediction. Um, I actually had thought about it prior to the show, and I was going to say that, not so boldly, you could guarantee Ben Roethlisberger was going to throw two picks. Um, and I saw him posted in the comment thread uh, that I just decided to stick with it. I definitely think you will see Ben Roethlisberger throw at least two interceptions. Uh, one of those will give the Bears a short field. Justin Fields will be responsible for all three Bears touchdowns that they score as well as the final two-point conversion that they score with under 30 seconds left to pull out a 22-21 victory on Monday Night Football over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nice. Um, I'm on a wing and a prayer um, tonight. When Before I go to bed, I will hit my knees and pray to the holy thing and everything above that it does come true. Um, shout outs guys. Um, I can't thank AC KB, Bobby bombs, Eldo Gondia, um, Joe Mandel, Tyler Ellis, John Buffon, Neil Stopchinski, Danny Shimon. Um, I got Mikey Betts, uh, Mike North. Um, I know I'm forgetting other guys. Um, and I apologize. I'm trying to remember everybody. Uh, you know, off the top of my head, Stephen Nageshi was in here earlier as well. Um, as AC said, guys, this network has so many shows that can cater to whatever you're looking for, whether it's TV, movies, science fiction, sports, um, sex, whatever. Uh, it's here for you. You just just find on whatever phone. You have Apple, Google, LG, find your podcast app, click subscribe and follow the Barroom Network. Um, you know, we're we're all available on any form of social media. You know, if, if you're if you want to reach out, you know, and tell us great show or you want to, you know, privately give your opinion instead of a chat hit us up. We're, we're very available. You know, um, we may not get right back to you, you know, right away, but, you know, we'll definitely get back to you. Um, as you know, as I said earlier, man, I, I love doing this as AC says, it's like a therapy session for us. And, you know, we, we have a great time doing it. Uh, as always, I want to thank my wife, my daughter, um, my parents, my sister and her husband, my mother-in-law for always, you know, having my back, supporting me, um, and being there for me. Um, and don't forget, um, if you want to help us, uh, out, don't forget, we've got a swag shop, too. The swag shop is back up and running. Uh, yeah, I got my Barfly Tailgate show on. I got my Barroom Network hat on. Um, Deep Dish Cheese, our man. Um, 
oh my god, I just freaking blanked. Mike Schaefer, um, running the Deep Dish Tees site, um, has created a beautiful site for you to go on and find all of your favorite barroom network gear with plenty more coming. Um, you heard some of the newer shows, Bulls Gold, um, you know, um, the science fiction shows. There's we've got uh, C Red with the game, uh, with Gaines and his brothers. I, I can't wait to hop on with those guys and talk, yeah. you know, those 90s Bulls teams. Um, one of my favorite times of my life in sports, man, was during that time. And, uh, you know, happy to be back. I'm sure next week uh, we'll have everybody here with us, guys. So the fearsome foursome, as Clover said in the chat a little bit ago, we'll be back and ready to uh, uh, really bring it, bring the fire for you guys like we do week over week. So with that, guys, we'll say it. Wish everybody a dub tomorrow and a big bear down. Bear down.